0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident.
0: It's blue, it's white, it's effing dynamite. All right, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. If uh, if I'm coming in your ears at this time of morning, uh, you know, that's that's nice for you, isn't it? Uh, welcome to the Wednesday Week. My name's Dan Fudge, and uh, it's just an intimate one today. Uh, and I promise we'll try not to do uh, too much arguing. Uh, with me on the line, I've got Mr James Marriott. You all right, brother?
2: Yeah, it does. It normally does end up with us just quarrelling, doesn't it? When we do uh, when we do these things, it's just the uh, the two of us. And it's not like there's anything going on within our club at the moment that might possibly cause fans
0: <laughs> to argue among themselves or anything like that. I reckon we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, I think we're going to be all right. I think we're going to be all right. I think uh, I think in terms of the uh, the spectrum of the people that uh, that host on this podcast, uh, I think you're at one end and I'm at the other when it comes to uh, heart overhead and. Uh, pragmatism over passion and, and, and the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? I think we've. Uh, I think I think yeah. that's the title of the show. There actually, actually, prag- pragmatism over passion. Like, yeah, uh, I, like I,
2: that. I, w- I won't be able so, to spell that, so we won't be able to use it. It will. It will be interesting, though, over the course, of this show to find out. You know how how close we are now in terms of where we stand on things.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm yeah, I've missed you, mate. If I'm honest. So, uh, oh, so, so right. let let's dive right in. It's alright. So let's dive right in. Uh, before you know, before we start, let's keep the sponsors happy. Uh, don't forget, open on match days, Brie and Cranberry sandwiches, beer, outside area, Riverside Cafe. The, the place to go, right, James?
2: Absolutely. I feel like the Brie and Cranberry um, sandwiches get more airtime now than actually Sheffield Wednesday's football do. <laughs> it gets at least two mentions every episode.
0: <laughs> Listen, who doesn't like a Brie and Cranberry sandwich? I've been living in the <laughs> South now for 12 years. So it's safe buy
2: Especially this time of year.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. All right, so right, we've got a couple of games to uh, a couple of games to cover, and uh, I'll not lie, it's not pretty. Uh, the first one is the Bolton Wanderers game. Bolton Wanderers game. Now, a rare trip to Hillsborough for me, as you know, I'm uh, I'm based miles away, so it's um I'm I'm an away day supporter, which which to be fair is not too bad because I don't have to endure a silent Hillsborough. It's been a number of years since I've had my um, since I used to have my season ticket. I had it for twelve years and I loved every second of going. But obviously, back that was back in the Premier League years, and uh, I used to see that full away end and and these these electric atmospheres and stuff like that. But the times I've uh, I've made that four hour journey up north is um, I've, I've watched it dwindle over the years and uh, over the tunnel announcement, over the public address system. Sorry, that's a brand name. We had a um, we had to mention that there was twenty thousand people at, uh, at Hillsborough. Well, you know, there wasn't. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> the, the, I think they uh, they counted the season ticket holders uh, with, with gusto, if, uh, if if I'm honest. So, um, did you did you see much of the game, James? Have you uh, have you seen much of it?
2: Uh, I saw all of it, I was there. Um, oh, so, right. um, yeah, you write about the attendance. You also write about the atmosphere, by the way. I mean, obviously I've been to um, to most games this season, home and away, and that was um, notable in terms of just how... Um, just just completely dead the whole place was. I think the fact that it had thrown it down probably didn't help matters. I think everyone just felt it was kind of yeah. a case of, right, we've got to go and we've just got to get through this. Um the football will come on to so that that definitely didn't help matters, but the strange thing was like even when we scored before the ball was back at the center circle to kick off, everything had gone quiet again it it was it was just weird. <laughs> it was a very, very strange experience and um I mean f- football wise i'll tell you what two things here one uh, to say that was your first game of the season, well done because we won um, <laughs> secondly commiserations because I don't think you'll see um many games of football this season that are going to be any worse than um than than that was. And it it felt like it wasn't a matter of who wants to win this most, it was a matter of who least wants to lose it. It was just everything about the game was well, just it was dour, wasn't it? That's the only way to describe it really.
0: It was it was absolutely dreadful. I, I you know I, I get excited when I when I go to Hillsborough. I, I you know it, it takes me back and it like I say it's a long way from me to go. And it, well, it was it was the first home game of the season and I was a bit like yeah this is going to be great. But I tell you what it didn't it wasn't all dread games. So I my I, I got there fairly late actually because the traffic was absolutely dreadful because people seem to can't be able to drive when it's uh, when it's raining and. Um, and I got a pint. Uh, now this is the the first foray since 2005 I've ever ventured into the north stand. So, because uh, I didn't want to get caught in that crosswind, I see. I'll Just hat right. Thought I'd be sitting in the north stand because I've got my back to the wind. And I, um, I got myself a pint uh, just b- before we started, and it was beautiful. I, you know, I've been I've been in the south now, and I've just got this uh, this acceptance of substandard beer. But for some reason, this this crap lager that I'd bought—what is it? they serve there? Is it Foster's, Heineken, or something like that? It, I'm still—it was yeah. absolutely glorious. It was cold, it was fizzy. I thought, God, I haven't had a pint like that in years. And my uh, my stepdad that I was with got himself a uh, a bitter, and that was that was that was John Smith. I'm not I'm not the taste that in years, but really good. However, that was the highlight of the day. That was the uh, you know that that was the the end of where it all went well because the you know we had. One shot on target um we tried to play this i i I get you know james You're you're, you're like me i like I like good football and uh, especially I like German football as well, and keeping the ball and um and possession numbers and the shots are going to be few and far between in in that type of way of playing football, but for me, it was just boring like i like I got that we wanted to keep the ball but we just didn't do anything with it once we got it. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, um, it, it's really hard to disagree with that. It, it, it was uh, really poor football, really poorly played. Um, we looked um, a little bit disinterested. It was all a bit sluggish. Um, it, it was really lacking in any kind of creativity or any kind of imagination. Um and, I mean, I, I think I accepted probably long before a lot of other Wednesday fans did this season that this season was going to be about um, just just getting through, right? Because this, this summer changes things for us. We've got a lot of high-earned players that, that are on... Um, Uh, contracts until the end of this season so you know come this summer that there's actual reshaping that we can we can do um now even at the start of the season when we were winning games I've said this a few times I'm sorry to repeat myself even when we were winning games at the start of the season I, I said a couple of times on the pod we're winning games but we're not being convincing you know we are we are not a good side yeah and the stats really backed that up um you know anyone that's seen the the star and the, the, the bit that we did off the back of the Al's about stat podcast, really um, when you take everything into account, we should be bottom of the league and that's, an, you know, a, a kind of very alarming and also um, quite pleasing um, statistic in terms of the fact that we're not bottom of the league which shows that we're, we're doing something right somewhere along the, the line to actually get more points than we should be doing um, but you know games like Bolton at home are the kind of games that we just have to get three points from if, if this season is just about survival then you know games like um, Bolton at home and you know we'll talk about it later but Rotherham at home is, is another one where we've, we've just got to get the three points and it, it almost doesn't really matter how because this is just you know this this season now what this season is about is quite well defined I think that the kind of season that we're gonna have is is kind of set in stone now um, and, and there's no way you know we're not gonna turn a corner and suddenly start playing beautiful stuff um, and and start you know mm. winning games three four five nil that that isn't gonna happen and anyone that's kind of clinging on to this hope that even if the manager goes that suddenly we're going to start, you know, turning in amazing performances. We're just not very good, and that means that we've got to get the points from somewhere. Um, and you know, since the international break, we've played three games, we've got three points. Um, that's not particularly great, but if you keep averaging a point per game through the season, you probably just about survive. Um, and and so we've just got to, those games that are winnable. We've just got to win them. So. <clears throat> Yeah, it it was really really poor, but we won the game.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I you know I I came away and I and I tried to be like yourself, James. I I, I tried to come away feeling pragmatic and going, we've got the three points on the board. We you know we, we whether you win seven nil or you win one nil, you still get the same amount of same amount of points. But. You know, it, it it was frustrating to watch that we were the home side and we were setting up so defensively. And, and now in, in terms of defense, that was one of the better games that our defense have played. I think we restricted them to about four or five long-range shots. I don't think there was any point where I think there was literally one save that Dawson had to make. I mean, it, I, if if you didn't yeah. see any of this game, guys, it really was the worst game of football you've ever seen. And there was one game, there was one shot that Dawson made where. It kind of it, it caught it in midair and it kind of pushed him back about a yard. It nearly pushed it, he'd hit it that hard. Yeah, I got a great view of it, but um, but yeah, it wasn't. But we came away with three points, you know. Uh, Forestieri I thought looked great when it came off came off the bench. Uh, Barry Bar- and Reach and Forestieri all of a sudden started playing neat little triangles as opposed to a Baron and Hollywood ball and a, a Reach charge through the middle. Uh, all of a sudden, we were playing football when uh, when Nando came on, um, but yeah, it was it, it it was a dreadful day for everybody else at the office, but a good day at the office for Sheffield Wednesday Football Club in terms of their survival, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, you know that it, it was what it was. There was a point where you know if there was if there was twenty thousand people there, all I could hear was Tango. who was right next to me, and a guy selling programmes. I've, I've never heard anybody shout out loud in my life. Like it was uh, just incredible. Well-
2: well, I'm not happy about this, though, because the normal guy's gone. So the normal, program, program, that guy, he wasn't there. And I've not seen him for a few games now. And it was this new guy who was like, program three quid. Uh, it was a new guy. And it's like, yeah, yeah. hang on, this is this is like when they stopped doing the Mr. Meadows announcements in the 90s. It's like it's messing with the <laughs> the space-time continuum of, of, of being a Sheffield Wednesday fan. When you sit on the North Stand, even if it's a crap game, you've always got... The the thing to look forward to when the programs guy comes round, and then everyone that sits round you starts shouting it as well, and it's like it, that's Sometimes it's the <laughs> highlight of the match, and now it's gone. It's just the program three quid guy. Like what? Come on, you've got to come up with a better catchphrase than that.
0: Yeah, he's he, he, he do he well. He was, I mean, he was loud as well. And then the hilarious bit is nobody took him up on one, apart from one guy about five rows behind me went, yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah. And he Ignored him, just carried on. So the only sale he was gonna make, he missed, <laughs> which uh, which I enjoyed. But anyway, let's let's put a pin in that. You know, three points, job done at the office. Uh, we're in the ascendancy. We've stopped a, what was it? A five game rot. So you know, I was. Yeah. I, is that what it was? Yeah, it was five games. So so let's let's move on from it. Let's 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 capitalise. Let's build. We finally got. You know, we know where we're going with it. Um, and then I. And in the interim between um, between Bolton Wanderers and the and the next game, we'll get onto the uh, the Blackburn game. Um, there was a there was a, I think it was a tweet. Now I don't I, you know you know me. I'm not one for believing everything I see on the internet. A, a lot of things didn't happen, but uh, there there was one that mentioned uh, that Sammy Hutchinson. Somebody had run into Sam Hutchinson, and it was a screen grab of a text message conversation, saying that he'd. Um, He wasn't allowed to play anymore because he got an appearance bonus, and we're not allowed. We know we can't afford to pay it to him, and uh, he's probably going to be going to QPR in the um, in the in the window in in January. Did you did you see this, James? Do you give much credence to it? What do you reckon? Um,
2: In very simple terms, no and no. Um, I didn't see it. Um, Do I give it any credence? No. Um, I think there's people that just kind of do anything for a bit of attention on. On, on Twitter, the, cu- the current trend over the last couple of days, for some reason, seems to be people sending private emails to the club, but then taking Sc- screenshots yeah. of them and putting it on, on Twitter, um, including the favourite one that I saw yesterday, which actually actually started with the sentence, I'm sending you this email rather than sounding off on Twitter, as that's what you have asked <laughs> fans to do. Um, and, and then a screenshot of the entire email that was posted on Twitter. I was like, the irony of that is not lost on me. No one else seemed to pick up on it, but I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> um, so, no, I mean, look, th- there's an issue, isn't there? When when a football club is in as bad a form and a bad a place as, as we are now, um, then, you know, things just, things just happen and, you know, people kind of say things and stuff just to try and just you know, whip up some fever or something. I, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I, d- I don't buy it. And to be honest, it doesn't matter. Sam Hutchinson's not playing. The reason why, I don't know. Uh, if the club tell us, then, you know, I'll, I'll think about it then. Uh, it's it's pretty obvious that we're not going to find out. If he leaves in January, then so be it. But, you know, right now he's, 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 he's not part of... Whatever it is that we're we're doing and isn't going to be until either the manager changes or something else changes. I I do I honestly don't think that it's going to be down to appearance bonuses. I think that that's something that that gathers a bit of traction. That you know people that are are trying to think of reasons why this could be and it's a valid enough reasons to think why why it could be. But um you know I I don't think that um. You know, Mr. Chan series talks before about, you know, he, he would rather um, breach FFP and get told off for it than uh, be told what he can and can't do and stuff like that. That's just you know, kind of the way that he is. Um, so uh, he, he's, you know, point blank refused to sell players before because of it. You know, it, I, I I can't yeah. see that he would, he would you know, lay down a lot. There's certain players that we, we can't play when we're in as Out of form as we are, um, just because of like appearance bonuses and stuff. You know, he's got other he's got other business interests. He could just pay it from a different business. You know, just as a one-off payment. Also, it's just not. I I can't. I can't see it.
0: All right. Well, you know, I I, I agree with you. I think, but yeah, yeah, like you say, the email was my favorite. The social media one. I don't want to sound off on social media, but. Here it is on social media, so uh, you know have a look at that one. But the um, yeah, the the Sammy Hutchinson rumor, it just it just seemed to gather a bit of traction in the interim between the two games, and um, I, I, it just seemed like an easy, lazy rumor to make up. Do, do you know what I mean? It seemed like, you know, when they used to play, West London. So he's, uh, he was at Chelsea. So he clearly lives around there. He's got family. What club at his level is round West London? QPR. Yeah, that. Let's go with that. Yeah, that's it. Let's do that. QPR. Is yeah. QPR. Do you know what I mean? It just it it just seemed easy. Um, I'm I'm gonna I I'm, tell you what, James. I'm gonna go straight into the Rovers game. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a bit and then we're gonna come back to it because obviously I think this is probably where you and I will talk a bit more. But let's let's cover the Ro- Rovers game first. So let's let's go into it. So. We've stopped a five-game rot. Uh, we've got a, uh, you know, a flamboyant one 0 victory against uh, Bolton <laughs> Wanderers at the uh, mighty fortress of a packed Hillsborough. <laughs> um, how did before the game started? How did you feel this was going to go? Uh,
2: this is where I've just got to really just confess the fact that I, I was out of the country at the weekend and um, I, it's happened before this where I've been in Germany when there's been a Wednesday match on and I'll, I'll make sure that I'm back because the way that kick-off times tend to, to work they tend to be like uh, 12 o'clock over there which means that the game's nicely finished in time for me to get back to my uh, room to watch the Wednesday game on the internet at, at 3 o'clock um, I didn't yeah. bother I didn't I didn't bother going back to watch it I, I couldn't get up enough enthusiasm to kind of leave the the pub full of friends that I was in um who were you know celebrating a hard-fought one-all draw for St Pauli um to <laughs> um to 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 kind of you know go and watch what uh, I just kind of assumed was going to be another dire game of um of football Bef- <laughs> beforehand I, again I, I can't say I'd given it that much thought uh, I flippantly said to a couple of friends, I got a couple of friends who, who were going to go, um, and then there was some issue which meant that they were really struggling to get there. And I was like, but, you know, we're probably going to lose, why bother? Um, which is so unlike me, it really is unlike me. Um, and I had one, one, one mate that didn't go, one mate that did go in the end. Um, and it, it kind of, I suppose, played out how we you know, probably thought it was going to do.
0: Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'll not lie, there it was a... Uh there was just a slight degree of maybe we'll go there and get something from my end. Because they just lost two on the bounce. They were absolutely sublime, Blackburn, for the first uh, first few weeks of the season. But somehow, they seem to have gone off the boil the last two games. And we've just stopped a five-game rot. Uh, you know, confidence is high, especially, how, like I say, how flamboyantly we beat Black, Black, uh, Bolton Wanderers. So, going into this, I uh, I, I had a degree of... That we might get something, especially if we can defend against players like Bradley Dack, who is a wonderful, enigmatic midfielder. Uh He's he's Barry Bannon two, three years ago. You know, he, he, he's he's lively, he's quick, his his technique, his feet, just absolutely incredible. The, the guy that and he's got cheeks like a hamster. He's going to be one of those one of those players that when he retires, all of a sudden just balloons out. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, <laughs> like Alan Brazil he just, just 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 looks like him but um but obviously surely somebody must have identified him as a danger because he has been their absolute poster boy for 2 years now i went to go and watch blackburn rovers down at portsmouth last season and he was a he was an absolute cut above just just watching him live and watching his movement uh, there's, you know strikers like danny graham and i think the other ones armstrong don't really have to do much because they've got dak doing all the running um so, so you think right? Well, we'll identify this guy as the uh, as the uh, as as the, as the issue. So he scored one and uh, assisted the other three, and then and then Danny Graham got a hat trick for the first time in a million years, which is <laughs> just uh, you know Danny Graham's as old as I am. You know what I mean? It won't yeah. come off his ass, won't come off his leg, and you know the the the. Static nature of our defence, watching players like Dak dance around them, is frankly embarrassing to watch. Have you uh, did uh, Did you see the goals? Uh
2: No. Uh, again, this is where I have to confess. I've not watched the highlights All back. Right. I'm not. I'm not going to watch the highlights back. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just not prepared. No, no, even even though you know I'm here doing a Sheffield Wednesday podcast, I should make the effort to do it. I'm not. I'm not prepared to give up 15 minutes of my life to watch them. However, I've seen two things. I've seen. <laughs> uh, I have seen the Jao goal because that was tweeted quite a bit over the weekend. Brilliant. Um, I'm sure we'll come on to that. Yep. The other thing that I've seen is is a screenshot of um, a pass for one of the Blackburn goals where we've got four defenders yes. between the ball and the Blackburn. Player, and this resulted in a goal. Now I've not, I've not seen it. It's really hard to. It's like one of those. Uh, do you remember Question of Sport when they used to do a, a What happens next kind of thing? <laughs> what happens next? Where you think? Well, I can tell you what doesn't happen next. He's not going to score, that is it. There's no chance. He can't get the ball past four defenders and then <laughs> score. And lo and behold, what happened next? Blackburn scored. Um, so they're they're the yep. only things that I've I've seen. I've heard from a few people that um, it was probably as bad as we've been. Defensively this season, um, and 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 herein lies a real worry because we are at the point of the season now where we should be starting to get better defensively, right? Mm-hmm. Teams start the season with yeah. you know a bit of a wobble, and then you know you come into this Christmas period. It's it's dead important Christmas. Firstly, you're allowed to look at the league table again, permission granted, and um, you know. Secondly, it's just it's where you see teams that have made that poor start they turn things around. Where we're approaching yep. that period, getting worse rather than getting better, um, and and that's uh, that's a real problem. C- can you go to a place like Blackburn and score twice and then lose the game convincingly? That that shouldn't happen. At least when we lost <laughs> in Norwich, we didn't even score. You know, it was like it was just it was just a, a second half complete collapse. That was a game where actually we created chances, we scored two. If you're gonna go away from home, the position that we're in in the table and score two, you've got to get something from that game. And 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 twice, you know, I I was just following the the score with you know score updates flashing up on my my phone. So I was you know, seeing the fact that um, you know we 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 twice got ourselves back into the game at two one and then at three uh, two, and both times we conceded a goal almost instantly afterwards. Uh, that that is. Um, yeah. I think even when you know, when when I was at school and we used to play our interform football tournament, that's the kind of thing that happened there. We'd be so excited about scoring that we not realise it's kicked off and they're down the other end and they're scoring yeah. um, and, and pulling it back. Yeah, yeah. You know, that just shouldn't that just should not these professional footballers, um and actually, all credit to Blackburn because what Blackburn have done is they've done the homework and they've seen the fact that we are incredibly susceptible in certain situations, mainly the whole match, yeah. but specifically yeah. when we've just scored, um, and um, you know we we lose focus, we lose concentration really, really easily, uh, and you and you can cut through us like a knife, and that's exactly what what happened. and uh, that just shouldn't be happening. There's no way. There's no other way around that than just saying it should not be happening. And even even Ipswich, who are bottom of the table, you know, they they would be expecting if if they've got those kind of um, uh, issues and those weaknesses and those fragilities, they would expect. The, they'd be getting it sorted by now, and, and, and we're showing all the evidence of, of going in the opposite direction, and uh, things getting worse defensively rather than getting better defensively, and and uh, there isn't a happy ending to that.
0: I, I, I agree with you entirely. I um I, I you know we sh- we should I think I think homework is the is the best way you put that. Like I know about Bradley Dyke, you know about Bradley Dyke. We know that Danny Graham has scored goals at this level. We know he has. Does the gaffer know that? D- did the people around him know that? Or, or did he care? Do, do, we, do we focus too much on what we're doing as opposed to what the other team are capable of? And you're right. I think they, they looked at us and they they went, well, Tom Lees has got the turning circle of a tractor. Let's just sh- <laughs> slot it down the left-hand side of him. And then, hey, you quick lad, get in there. Do you know what I mean? It, it was as simple as that. And the... um. And the two goals we scored were just far too little, far too late. Zhao scored an absolute screamer, which, let's be honest, is a just hit and hope to try and get something on the board. At, at, you know, at, that late on in the game. Great goal, don't get me wrong. But when it's that late on, it's just here. Let's just have a shot, because we haven't had one all game. And then the the Barry Barnum one was just an absolute bludgeoning, which I was surprised it wasn't... It was a textbook new goal, if I'm honest. and um, And they were... They they were akin to this uh, this new practice that they call in America. This are, are you familiar with this term edging? Do you know what I mean? Just absolute teasing. I, you know, i have looked <laughs> at it on. Uh, on I, um, I, uh, I don't want to get too where, vulgar. But... Where's this conversation <laughs> going? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just,
2: okay. Just Google it. <laughs> that,
0: that's what it seems to me. But the um, but if, if, if let's move on. So during the game. Uh, there were distinct chants uh, shouting for the for the manager's head. That's that's how that's how far we've got now. That's how disenCHANTed we are with the, the style of football, with the uh, the lack of communication from the club. There there is a lot of chuntering about that, and ultimately the uh, the, uh, the the mustache uh, is is on borrowed time in terms of in terms of uh, how the fans feel about him. So I, I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to bring your pragmatism in on this one, James, because I, I feel that um, it's um, it's something that you'll you will come at this a lot different to your average man on Twitter would, for example. So, um, it, you know, we've lost four two to Blackburn. We're shouting Joss out. What do you feel about
2: it? If if I was there, I wouldn't have joined in the 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 chants um, because I've I've never done that. I've, I've never I've never joined something like that d- during a football match. And I get the fact that it's kind of an act of protest as much as anything from fans and that fans are frustrated. And I wouldn't have a go at anyone else for for doing it, but I, I wouldn't have joined in personally. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I've I've it's it's been a long old journey. Take you back to the dizzy heights of when we won two one at Bristol City, um, and we went sixth in the league. And all the talk after that was what a really solid job um, Jos was was doing with the resources that we got, and balancing the younger players and the um, the more experienced pros, um, and, and how you know there was a, a bit of a positive vibe, um, and and it it seems like uh, that was you know the the real kind of you know, the top of the, the mountain. And since then, it's been not even a steady decline. It's been a real rapid decline. It's all gone wrong, and it really has all gone wrong. Um, and Yoss himself said, you know, I don't become a bad manager um, overnight. Um, you were all singing my praises a few weeks ago. The, the, the problem's been that there's been um, uh, very glaring things that have, have, have been done by the, the the manager, and I'm talking about um, team changes and selections and things like that that uh, are going to leave you open to criticism if you're not winning games. If if you if you're not winning games as badly as we've been not been winning games, you know we've been losing games really badly. We've even been winning games, badly or winning a game badly, um, then. Uh, you you've got to expect that, and and I uh, th- my worry for me is two things. First, as I say the Blackburn game we're getting worse rather than getting better. Um, secondly, I'm not seeing any evidence at all. That this is a, a guy that's that's got a hold on what exactly is going wrong. The language that he uses, the words that he uses, uh, a very flowery middle of the road, You know, we must do better, we know we're not good enough. That's you know, We can all sit at our jobs and say, yeah, sorry, I know I didn't do that well enough. I've got to do it better. Uh, and if someone says that to me, I say, that's lovely, but they're just words. What exactly are you not doing good enough? And what exactly are you <laughs> going to do so that next time you make it better? Um uh, and you know, these flowery words like better just don't mean anything. So we've got to do better. It doesn't mean anything. Um and, and Yost doesn't seem to be putting much forward in terms of any anything to make me believe he's he's a guy that knows exactly what, what he's trying to do and it's just a matter of it clicking into place. Like I said, it's getting worse. It's getting worse rather than getting better. Um it does. It, it, here's it, it, It's here's where I've got to come in from the other side though, right? Do I think yeah, I was if waiting we change if, we, if, if a new manager comes in tomorrow, is it magically going to improve and get better? Because I, I just can't... You hear the names that have been mentioned. And people can say, oh, I'll get Mark Hughes and he's got Premier League experience. We we haven't got the... Butch, if, if, if fans are going to believe that we're not playing Sam Hutchinson because we can't play him a few grand bonus for appearances, but reckon we've got the money to go and get someone that's been <laughs> managing in the Premier League for the last 10 years, wake up, guys. That, you know, it, it, it's... We we're not we're just not dealing with those kind of um, those kind of of, of budgets um, and if if we do and you know we can do we can go and get someone like Mark Hughes we could go and get someone like Jukanovic. You, kind of you know it, it it it's not out of the realm of possibility but we would basically have to sell a player in January you know it's an extra player that we've got to sell in order to balance those books because the EFL will not accept us saying we're going to get promoted this season therefore you've got to let us off. Uh, the the you know what, what what's going to be an expected breach uh, in our accounts they'll just say no chance you're more likely to be going down than going up you've got to make the books balance by the end of the season or that's it you you're in embargo you'll get fined you'll get this that and the other um, so yeah I I don't know it, it's Jos um, really should be going right uh, and and there's no you know I've I've tried to believe in him I really have um, and I, I kind of conceded to myself a few weeks ago he was probably the wrong choice for, for the job. Uh, he seems to have lost pretty much everything now. He seems to have lost the team. He's certainly lost the fans. Um, I, I, uh, I, I'm I not even sure that he's still got the support of, 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 of the boardroom of, of, of his boss, effectively, because you would think that... Um, DC has been quite quick to come out with public statements before. You know, he came out with a public statement in support of yeah. of, of Carlos a couple of times when when things got bad. He's not said anything about about Yoss, which to me says he's probably doing what he should be doing, which is getting a new manager and the correct new manager lined up before he sacks the current one. Uh, and I hope, you know, I've got my yep. fingers crossed as I say that. I hope that's what's going on. Um, but it's um, it, it's difficult isn't it because while ever we're in this situation it, it's going to continue this toxic feel around the the, the place um, and it, it's uh, even, even when we're winning games like against Bolton it still feels toxic there's no way out of this thing at the moment and I, I don't know what the answer is no. it, it, we've, got to, we've got to change manager there's no doubt about it, we've got to change manager um, I, it just it doesn't fill me with excitement. Thinking, great, there'll be a new manager coming in because I just can't see it being someone that's that's going to be exciting. I, I honestly, I would prefer us to go down to League One and and get someone that's been doing you know real good guns in in League One. I would find that a bit more exciting than as getting someone that's just going round and round the managerial merry-go-round. I, I, I don't. I, I that doesn't that just doesn't excite me at all. Go on, then. What do you think?
0: I I, I agree with you. I. I, I I, I don't really disagree. I, you know, we. I, I think that's interesting that you've said there. You're right. DC has been quick to to defend the manager and and he's called his fan forums as soon as things go wrong, just to give the perception that we get to give the chairman feedback. You know, it's all very contrite. But we haven't even had the dreaded voter confidence for the new gaffer, have we? Which which I think personally does does speak volumes. And even if let's say even if Joss wins the next two, you know, he wins a local derby against Rotherham, then wins the one after. I still, I think we've gone that far now down into the quagmire. I don't think that will turn his uh, reputation around. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, they will just be perceived by the Wednesday fans as, as as papering over the cracks. I agree with what you're saying about uh, people like Jukic and Mark Hughes and and these type these type of people. If you know, if we can't afford to keep Sammy Hutchinson on an on, on an appearance bonus, what makes you think we're getting a Premier League manager? But um. There does need to be a change made. My concern is that we're just going to get one of these also runs that nobody's ever heard of. Just another guy to turn up for a year and then just leave again. Yeah, I think Watford went through a period of it, didn't they, at some point? Uh, I, I'm trying to think of t- yeah, some of these other yeah, clubs that DJ, yeah. subscribe to these companies. Like, yeah, like that, like like Dwayne, where it's just like, well, we've got this guy. Yeah, give him a go. All right, that's not work. Next one. And these clubs don't go anywhere. It's only when they've had some some settled structure have they actually you know managed to to romp themselves up the league. But but for me as well, you know, I I'm all for pragmatic style of play. You know, I'm a I'm a football fan. I enjoy watching football, and I like it when some teams are absolutely getting spanked but end up winning one nil the ball away, and it'd just be great in this little corner. I I look for that, and I find it exciting, but. This this style of play isn't engaging the fans, especially when we're at home and we're playing somebody as dreadful as Bolton Wanderers, and we still can't get up for it and and play some some football that's going to engage the fans. We had a perfect opportunity that night against Bolton to to really get somebody singing and get some people dancing and, and come away with something going. But what we did was play keep ball uh, badly, uh, which which is which is a little bit frustrating. Now I've Josh has also come under a bit, of, uh, a bit of uh, grief for his perceived lack of passion because he's not jumping around on his seat and, and getting around like that, that's nonsense. Do you know what I mean? It's just he, he, he's a bloke. Some people like jumping around, some people don't. In fact, you and I have worked in corporate environments, James. The normally the people jumping around and shouting and screaming are the ones that are trying to cover up their mistakes. Like Alan Pardew is a great example of that. He gets up, starts screaming and shouting does his little dances just to try and get away from the fact that he's actually a terrible manager. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That has that not really succeeded wherever he's been. So, but the but also for me, uh, I've seen him uh, get brought into it. Is he, you know, is he a, uh, and it, God, it's awful to say, I, I know if we still had Lord Hillsborough on this show, he'd be going nuts right now. But, is he a heart back to the past? For example, what does he know higher than League One, really? What, you know, what is his credentials to take us to that next step that we want to get to, to take us into that the the upper echelons of championship football and to you know inevitably to the Premier League? Does he know anything about that? Are we are we stuck in the past by having him in situ? I mean, personally, I think I can't think of anybody better to tell a group of young kids which is what we've got. Uh, what it's like to play for Sheffield Wednesday, but then I also said that when Stuart Pearce got the uh, the Great Britain and the uh, the under 21 England role, because who's better to tell people what it's like to play for England than Stuart Pearce? But those jobs have both gone to shit. So, like, is, is there an element of that to it? Do you reckon?
2: Uh, well, look. I mean, to answer that question, who's better to tell young England players what it's like to play for England than Stuart Pearce? Well, I'll tell you, Gareth Southgate, because he's got a brain, uh, <laughs> as as well as yeah. having passion and being able to convey his ideas. So, um, just going all out passion doesn't work. You need... Having passion's fine, yeah. but it, it doesn't equal success. It does equal keeping fans happy some of the time. Um, but I'm reminded of the fact that, you know, when I used to work in uh, at the, at the local radio station in Rotherham, when Steve Evans was manager, right? And and he was, um, you know, he'd taken them from League Two all the way to the Championship. But when they weren't doing very well under him, he was... Uh, universally disliked by fans because of the fact they saw him as a clown who was dancing around the touchline, his pants were literally falling down as he was dancing round on the uh, on the touchline, <laughs> yeah. um, and that's because that kind of you know passion and stuff like that only takes you so far. So anyone that's kind of you know trying to come up with someone that we should appoint on the basis of the fact that. They've got passion and they've got this, that, and the other. is 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 silly. And the, you know, some of the names during the rounds this week. You know, Chris Waddle putting his name forward. Just it's just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but right, he, here's where this becomes a real, real problem because this appointment, um, whenever it comes round, is so important. And this is why I hope that what's happening at the moment and has been happening for the last two or three weeks is that um, you know DC and the rest of his close team. Are looking around at a lot of options to find the right person because we are in a project and and the project with Yos hasn't worked and there's no way of flowering that up and and actually I know we we, we kind of um, sort of took the mic a little bit one of the emails to the club that someone took a screenshot of and put on Twitter the other day which actually started off by saying that this project twelve months in hasn't worked that's true it, it's that's correct it hasn't worked yeah. it hasn't worked yeah, yeah. Um, the idea it wasn't was right an email, the idea if I'm yeah a lot of them have been. I just think, you know, you don't necessarily need to stick it on Twitter. But look, um, yeah, the, the, the situation that we're in is where uh, still at the beginning, but, you know, not right at the beginning, we're still in the early stages of a huge rebuilding Program, and we need the right manager that can see us through that. So the right manager that can deal with the players that we've got now, um, and get us enough to make sure that we survive this season. But then we know can also lead a rebuilding program that's going to be painful for a couple of years. You know, we might have a couple of years where we feel like we're underachieving, but at least we feel like we're getting somewhere, like we're making some progress. We've got a churn of players. We've got you know the old guard moving on, and and new players coming in who are bringing something exciting they're bringing some positivity around the place uh, and they're, they're, they're at an age and a point of their career where we can see them getting better rather than getting worse you know we're looking at players now that, that a lot of them we, we're only going to see them get worse and um, we need players um, And we've got some but we need more players in that we we could only see them getting better and um, and that's a huge project and 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 what we can't do is just grab anyone off the the managerial tree and say right just keep us up this season because then we've got to do this all again in the summer when 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 you know we need that next person to come in that can lead that rebuilding project that project needed to start last summer it should be ongoing now if we've got to change manager then it needs to start this minute it needs to start straight away and and the manager needs to be an absolutely integral part of that project to figure out, right, who are we going to be next season? Who are we going to be the season after? And then when we get to that point whereby, right, okay, financial fair play starts to relax a bit after those couple of years and it allows us to start making some movement uh, and to start, you know, spending uh, a little bit more money. Uh, let's do it better than we have done for the last three years but let's do it. Um, and, 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 and that all, all that planning needs to start now. You know, we need to have a two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year plan rather than just, well, let's just go and grab Mark Hughes because he's out of work or let's just go and grab, um, you know, a- any manager that you can name who's who's out of work uh, because, it, 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 you know, Martin O'Neill, great, he's got experience. Is he the right person to lead you on this four or five-year project? He's going to be ready to retire after too much longer. You know, the some of the names that are just knocking around, you just think they're they can't possibly be the right person for the the magnitude of project that we've got now as football fans we're not good at seeing that bigger picture cuz all we see is the fact that we're playing rubbish at the moment and we should be playing better and that's true we should but we, what we've got to do as fans is we've just got to stop for a second just think, hang on, there is something bigger at play and there is a bigger project that we need to get right. Otherwise, the problems that we're seeing this season, we're just going to get coming around year after year after year. Good example that you mentioned, Fudge, about Watford, right? They were doing it year after year, changing manager because they're just getting it wrong, getting it wrong, getting it wrong. Then they spent a bit of time and they got the right guy in. Um, who ironically is one of the people that's out of work now, and um, he's been linked with us. But you know, they, they got the right person yeah. in that could take them to, to where they needed to, to get to, and things fell into place. That's what we've got to do, and that's why it's so important. And, and if Chanseer is taking his time to get that right person, Brill, I'm happy with that.
0: I, I get what you're saying there, James. I, I, I agree with you. I really do. But you know I I have got to see it from the Sheffield Wednesday fans point of view especially those ones that are similar to you and I the ones that have been through a rebuilding project when we got relegated in 2000 the rebuilding project when we got sent down to league 1 the rebuilding project when we went up to back up to the championship and finished mid table then the rebuilding project when we went back down in 2010 that you know what I mean I, I can't how many more rebuilding projects do we need as a as as a fan base it's it's one of the most frustrating things to keep having to go through and then finally when it looked like we were going somewhere we just didn't capitalise on it all of a sudden we became the, the perceived also runs of the competition we became the new Derby County you know the ones that uh, and Leeds United the ones that look like they're going to wipe their feet on the Premier League and seem to bottle it every year we, we, we're not even that anymore you we, we know yeah. Derby and Leeds are still doing it and they've been doing it for a serious amount of years now but we've just absolutely fell away because we, you know, the, the perception is we threw our, our, our eggs into one basket uh, in terms of buying the age of the players that we did. But, um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I do believe that Jos, uh, there is an element of unlucky uh, to, to Lukács as well, given the, the injury problems that we've, that, that we've had in the, last, in the last year. But, you know, I, do I want another rebuilding project? And, and, and I think you're right, though, James, the problem is I don't see any other way. You know what I mean? No, there's a, there's there not a magic wand. There's not. But it's, it's, it's a different so, it's a different
2: project as well. You know, you, you've got to bear in mind that the, the 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 rebuilding project, the the Chancery project, Mark One finished right. It ended when we lost to Huddersfield because that group of players had, had hit. The peak of what it was going to be able to achieve. Peak. It it might even have actually been when we lost a hull in the final. I don't know. We 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 maybe overachieved the following season because we didn't we weren't playing as well. And uh, you know, me and you had many a run yeah. in that season about the way that Wednesday uh, Wednesday yeah. played. Um, and what what we actually did is we went for the um, spaffing your load approach. Which a lot of clubs do, where you <laughs> spend pretty much everything you've got in eighteen months and hope it's just going to be enough to get you over the line, and 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 that culminated in buying Jordan Rhodes, which we didn't need to do. We were doing all right in the league, but we bought him because we thought that this is the thing that's going to get us over the edge, and it nearly did. We nearly we nearly beat you know we we should have beaten Huddersfield if we had. I think we'd have beaten Reading. We'd be in the Premier League, but it didn't work. And so, what happens then is that you've got this big period of retreat. It's inevitable. There's no way around it. Football now works in three-year cycles because of FFP. If you don't like it, go and watch a different sport because that is how it works. And we, our, our three-year cycle started eighteen months ago. We've got another eighteen months of it to to to, to kind of get through. Possibly a little bit longer because of the transfer embargo and the you know, kind of the knock-on effect of that is probably another two years. Um, and, and, and then we're, we're ready to go again. And we've got to go again differently. What we need to, to, to do in, in, in that period is not then just go and spaff all our load again because it didn't work first time. There's nothing to say that it's worth doing second time. And I don't think fans will stand for it second time. If we go back now, no fans would say that buying Alban Abdi for 4 million was, w- would be a good deal, or that buying David Jones for 3 million would be a good deal, or paying the best part of 10 million for Jordan Rhodes would be uh, a good deal. Even now, if those situations came round, because we've been there and done it, we'll say, no, hang on, let's let's buy cleverly now. Let's spend money intelligently. Um, and that's going to be ultimately where we're going to be in, in, in two years' time.
0: Absolutely spot on, James. I, I don't disagree with you in the slightest on that one, uh, unfortunately, as, uh, <laughs> as it would sound. Now, uh, I'll tell you what. Now, listen, uh, that's going to get discussed across pubs across South Yorkshire. Uh, no doubt, probably be uh, probably before the game uh, against Rotherham on Saturday. Now, now, James, you've got some uh, some other projects in the mix, haven't you? I've seen your name all over the place, all over Twitter recently.
2: Yeah, I've turned into a bit of a podcast whore. Um, so, uh, yeah, the big, the big project that's about at the moment is Al's About Stats. It's, it's kind of, if you remember the FFP podcasts, um, there's, uh, James Allen, who's over in New York from Al's AmeriCast. There's Peter Lohman, who's in Denmark, uh, who, uh, does a lot of stats stuff on, uh, Twitter, uh, and there's me. And, and we have this kind of WhatsApp group that we're always discussing kind of, you know, what the stats are telling us and stuff. And we kind of thought, actually, what we should do is we should get around to just recording it just the 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 conversation we have on whatsapp let's have it on skype and record it um so um that's that's kind of what we've done and it's gone down pretty well so that's going to be a regular uh monthly thing just kind of looking back over the uh the month just gone and also kind of spotting the trends over the course of the season, which at the moment you can probably guess are not brilliant. Um, and we should actually be bottom of the league, which I mentioned earlier. So, um, yeah. And um, if, if you've got a copy of the, uh, of, of the star from, as we record this from today, uh, which is, I don't know what day it is, Tuesday, then, um, there's also kind of a written, um, a a written bit in there as well, uh, which is kind of on the same sort of, um, same sort of lines really about what the numbers are are telling us. So uh, if you kind of think stats is all kind of geeky nonsense and rubbish, trust me, it's, it's interesting stuff. I'm, I'm not a huge stats person, but I do find them quite interesting. Peter and James are the real experts and I just kind of, bring the whole thing together, I guess. So, um, yeah, Al's about to start. If you want to have a, a listen to it, uh, if you're a Wednesday week subscriber, you'll already have it waiting for you in your inbox.
0: <laughs> have you all of a sudden turned into the podcast version of you 2 Just just turning up in people's <laughs> phones. Is, it, is that what it is?
2: Yes. Yes, that's it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Remember well, that. Look. Yeah, good. <laughs> So, all right. Thank you very much for listening, boys and girls. I hope we've made your uh, your trip to trip to the game your uh, your car journey. I hope we've made that a little bit more well depressing, to be fair. Listening to all that, lot. but uh, but James, if uh, if anybody wants to follow you, apart from uh, finding out, you know, opening the star or uh, you know opening their phone, where else can they get hold of you?
2: Uh, On Twitter, at James Marriott, where I will be um, not getting excited about the Rotherham match, probably not getting excited about joining Luton in the Cup because I don't believe in the magic of the Cup, uh, but probably arguing with lots of people about whether the FA Cup's a waste of time.
0: (laughs) That's some some early bar humbug there for Christmas, boys and girls. So so, uh, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Keep up to date with The Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends,